Welcome to the Ringer Podcast Network. Over the Thanksgiving holiday, you can catch up on recent podcast episodes across our network. This week alone, Sean Fennessy ranked the top 10 movies of the decade on The Big Picture. Mallory Rubin argued that we should be eating Thanksgiving meals every day of the year on The Hottest Take. Daryl Morey talked about the Houston Rockets' near-finals appearance on The Book of Basketball. And The Rewatchables covered the best Bond film of all time, Skyfall. You can listen to these episodes wherever you get your podcasts. And happy Thanksgiving from The Ringer. Welcome to Against All Odds, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Cousin Sal here with heel producer Jim Cunningham. What's happening, Jim? Not much. How you doing, Sal? Jim, I'm doing all right, but you hit your $2 million bet after three, four weeks of no wins. Lost, 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 right? Yep. You hit it last week, didn't you? I think so. Who did you have? The Giants or the Cowboys? The I Giants. Can't remember. The Giants. Giants. Okay, so you had Giants plus six. Now, you don't even like the Giants, right? No, not really. I'm more of a Jets fan. They were down 19-6. They scored a garbage touchdown. Uh, uh, cut it. Or 1940. I don't know. They covered. They covered somehow in there, but that's good. You are on the game now. You have one coming up uh, at the end of the podcast. Yeah. And quick side note: I invited Jim to Thanksgiving. He has nowhere to go, and he said thanks. And so I text him back. I'm like, so thanks means you're coming. He's like, oh, no, no. I'll probably just go to 7-Eleven or something. Yeah. Eat a 7-Eleven hot dog in my car. <laughs> Is that what you're going to do? That's You'll eat it in your car? That's my tradition. Yeah. That's a better option than seeing uh, our friend Ken and uh, yes. my buddy Don Barrett. Yeah? Okay. <laughs> I understand. You're probably Good. right. All right. Good call, Jim. <laughs> On the line right now, my gurus of gambling, my wizards of wagering, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta, Harry, Brother Bry, Darren, the parlay kid. What's happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? Hey, Sal. What's going on, buddy? Well, a lot's going on. Let me uh, talk to each of you here. Harry, I'm coming off a clean bill of health. We learned last week you went to the doctor. Everything's great. Um, despite gaining 77 pounds in a year, who cares? You're doing a good job uh, picking games on the, your uh, final years on this earth. Five and two in the gold nugget. Where does that put you in the gold nugget contest? Yeah, you know, it's how that puts me at tied for 24th. I'm 49-33 and two. Uh, still hanging around the money. Uh, seven back of first. I think uh, three games back of like eighth place. So I'm still in it. Um, you're at 73rd. And I'm going to say that we now have a new person in last place. It is no longer <laughs> the Parlay Kid. Is the that Parlay right? Kid the Parlay Kid dug in. himself out? The Parlay Kid did it. He's at 210th place. <laughs> Meanwhile, let me just uh, reiterate that there's 283 total entries. Brother Bry is better than 10 entries. Oh, wow. Great. Is that You're right? So wow, well, that's good. That could be. I stopped paying attention like well, 10 weeks ago. Hey, tied hey, for 270th. Harry, do you know what good. they call uh you know what they call the second place person and the two hundred and eighth person person in this thing? <laughs> call them losers. All right, so that's right, really Harry. Not. You gotta win this thing to cash out, right? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, top twenty. Can... Top twenty. Top twenty. All right. You're twenty four. You gotta get in that top twenty. Uh, but anyway, you lost your bet on this show. That's so that's what's really important to the listeners here. You put, <laughs> picked a couple totals, you try to get cute. You won the one game that no one cared about, and then you took the Raiders over and um, no, no points for no, the Raiders. I, I lost, game. I lost really both. Bad. I lost both. Oh, you lost both. Oh, good. Yeah, that's even yeah. better. 
Brother Bry, yeah, your Raiders <laughs> didn't score in that game, but you did have Penn State with us plus 18. That was looking bad for a while. They came back. Ohio State turned the ball over a couple times, and just like that, they were back in it for the game, not even just a plus 18. Well, that, that was nuts because it was 21 nothing. I then I went out. I was like, I can't watch this anymore for a few minutes, and literally like 10 minutes later, it's 21 17. I was like, what the hell happened? Uh, I went back, but yeah, those two turnovers were were huge. That was about that game was about ready to be, you know, like a 35 nothing or 42 nothing game. It seemed it seemed like. Uh, yeah. once they took that 21 nothing, but, uh, yeah, I'll take it though. It, it ended up being a pretty easy one. There you go. And parlay kid, despite his no show in this, uh, this gold nugget contest, he won. I took his bet on sharp tank. It was a three team teaser. I was on it. Seahawks, easy Browns, easier saints, not as easy, but good job by you as a winner. Oh boy. They made, they made a sweat that one out. Um, boy, that was closer than it seemed like it was going to be to start that game. Right. Yeah, but yeah, was, for sure. Saints had a very good lead too. Yeah, yeah, it was one of those things. But it's it's a winner, so good job. I I got another winner later too. I know that. All right. Fact. Well, listen, we have so much to get. We have a lot of games. We're going to be talking about the Saints, a lot of teams. Normally, we skip the Thursday games because I'm not sure if anyone's going to hear it in time, and I'm still not sure if anyone will hear it in time. But there are three Thursday games, obviously, this week. We're going to preview all three plus plus five Sunday games. And the Monday game, that's nine games, plus Captain Morgan, plus best bets. We may miss Thanksgiving dinner, I mean, which is no big deal for you, Jim. It's just a hot dog. But I told my wife, I said, put out the raspberry brie and crackers. I just, I'm probably not going to be around for that part of it. Uh, if you want to email us, cousin Sal against all odds at gmail.com. Now let's get right into the NFL, because like I said, we have a lot to do. Odds to win the Super Bowl. Ravens, plus 275. Why not? They look way better than anybody. Not even really close. Way better. Pats three to one odds, 49ers seven to one. Um, Saints, Chiefs, Seahawks. As as good as the Ravens look, maybe they come down to earth and you can get Saints for 14 to one, Chiefs 14 to one, Seahawks 15 to one. And then I'll name three more Vikings 16, the Packers, who were in control in the NFC a minute ago, 20 to one. And the Cowboys, our Cowboys, Darren, 30 to one. Now, two teams not on that leaderboard, and for good reason, the Bears and the Lions. The Bears on the site, I was looking at the Bears at 300 to 1. The Lions weren't even on the site. So that tells you what's going on there. They start things off Thursday. Not a good game. I guess it could have been Chase Daniel and Jeff Driscoll, but it's Mitch Trubisky and Jeff Driscoll. A tiny bit of an upgrade. I don't even know anymore. It's hard to believe the Lions were 2-0-1 at one point when they almost beat the Chiefs. Crazy fourth and 10 run by Mahomes uh, converts, and then they score. Then they lose on a terrible call of the Packers. Then they just folded. Um, but you, Harry, you like them catching a full field goal at home. Yeah, you know, it's a, like you said, it's been an ugly game. It's been a tough season for the Lions at 3-7-1. They blew games late uh, and got a tie against Arizona. You mentioned the uh, Kansas City game. And, again, the worst game called by the referees all season, that Monday night game against Green Bay when they got hosed, uh, lost starting running back Kerryon Johnson, plus losing Stafford has crushed them. Uh, this would be, I guess, uh, a game that could save their season. The Bears can't run the ball. They've been awful. Trubisky made, makes like what seems like one good pass out of every like six or seven. In three games, Jeff Driscoll has been average at best. What he needs to do is just go for it, try to get hook up with Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones and rely on them. Those two guys have combined for 1,500 yards. and Actually, they got 16 touchdowns combined. But the Bears are just 1-5 straight up in the last six games in Detroit Lions. Get a Matt Prater field goal to 
buzzer. All right, at the buzzer. Yeah, good good advice from Harry there, Jeff Driscoll. Try to hook up with Kenny Galladay. Uh, Bri, you are, uh, this might be an easier way to go about this game. You're rooting for a few points scored. Right, yeah. I think this is going to be a shitty game, a shitty start to Thanksgiving. And if you can convince your family to start dinner at like 12, maybe this yeah. is the year to do it. But uh, yeah, like- on, the, on the West Coast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, started at nine o'clock. It's fine. Yeah, just have a breakfast. That's fine. But uh, both teams, I-, I think in this game, both teams are going to be waiting for the other QB to make make a mistake. The first game that featured Driscoll in it was the snooze fest until the second half, and then the the Bears' offense finally clicked a little bit. But five of the Bears' last seven games on the road have gone under. Last six Bears division games have gone under. Five of the last six Lions division games have gone under. So. So just take the under, root for a shitty game, because it's going to be a shitty game. Yeah, it kind of is. I, I feel like you know they haven't played an AFC team, the Lions. I know they own this first game, and the fans, they try to take them away from or whatever. They discussed it. The fans are like, no, 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 this is what we need. They're like, really? You need this highlighted, this awful team highlighted when you wake up could ruin holidays. We don't have, well, Barley Kid and I, we have the same thing. We have the Cowboys can ruin plenty of holidays, but it seemed like when the AFC went to Detroit, whether it's Pittsburgh, Kansas City or something, that was a better game. I I, I don't need to see Chicago, Detroit again. I don't know. But anyway, if I were to take this, I'd take Detroit plus nine on a teaser and with Barley Kid, our Dallas Cowboys, who are favored by seven over the Bills, 45 and a half is the over-under. Now look, they lost that game to New England, talked about it with Simmons. They could have won. I don't get mad much. I was furious at them. I was furious at Jason Garrett. Um, they, they're, the teams they've hmm. beaten are 16-49-1. and one. Can you beat yeah. a good team already? Can you beat them? I mean, yeah. Buffalo's not even a good team, but they have a good record. So I agree. They play them. They have a pretty much have a playoff spot locked up, the Bills do. Uh, is Jason Garrett a lame duck parlay kid, or does it even matter anymore? It doesn't matter anymore, Sal. So we, you know, I'll believe, uh, you know, I'll believe him uh, not coaching this team when I finally see it. I'm going to give up on, on really rooting for it. Uh, I'm certainly going to start asking for it. A few guys on this podcast who I've asked to get fired have eventually gotten fired. So we'll maybe come back to that a little bit later on Jason Garrett. But Sal, it's amazing because you felt the same way. Like it was almost like Jones and you and me, guys. You know. We were more upset about that loss than the jet loss almost. Isn't that weird? Like, yeah, very we strange. Been and so was, so know. yes, yeah, Jerry Jones was one of us, yeah. Yeah, 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 he's like he's like us. We, we've hung out with him, so I guess we could kind of say that. So <laughs> um, I wish this line was six and a half, Sal. I really do. I think maybe by Thursday uh, people could get it maybe at six and a half. Um, but we'll say it's at seven. But I'm taking the Cowboys minus seven. Um they're seven and one against the spread in their last eight November games. I mean, they did cover this week. Wow. Uh, but mm-hmm. can we come out and dominate this game, please, Sal? Can we just come out, score on the first drive, and then dominate the rest of the game? This team is talented enough to do it. Jones calls out the coach. Let's see if these players, let's see how much they really like Jason Garrett. Let's see if they respond to that. Hey, let's win yeah. one for Coach Garrett. Are we going to see that? Let's win one for Coach G this week. Let's see what we can do. They're one and three in their last four at home. So the Cowboys, not good. They're not going to be one and four in their last five. They're winning this game. I think it's going to be tight. They pull away late, win by 10. They cover the seven. Let's take the Cowboys. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. And I'm like, Thanksgiving, this is a good bounce back spot. But we only really beat the Redskins on Thanksgiving. Look at the last five years. It's been 
terrible losses along the way. I just don't know how good this team is. They've not defeated a team with a winning record so far. Only the Cardinals at 175 have a lower strength of victory win percentage. I blame Jason Garrett a lot. The team should be better. Harry, you're not taking the side. You're going total here. Yeah, I'll take the over here. Uh, Five of the last six for both Dallas and Buffalo when they played late in the afternoon have gone over. Dallas Turkey Day games have gone over three of the last four. Uh, Again, Dallas was held touchdown last with the Patriots last week. They will find their offense here. I think they'll they'll get some scoring going. They've got uh, six times this year they've gotten 31 points or more. Uh, the Bills' offense also has picked it up, and I think they can uh, run the ball on Dallas. Quarterback Josh Allen, in the last two games for Buffalo, in wins, has accounted for six total touchdowns. He's got over 100 yards rushing. Uh, rookie running back Devin Singletary is uh, sneaky good. He's getting 5.8 yards per carry. I think there's 50 game, 50 points scored in this game. Buffalo just can't go in scared. They can uh, if they can get uh, Dallas's D early on, get some running attack, get some trick plays. 50 points in this game, I think total. All right. Well, I don't know why they'd be scared. Like I said, a team that can't beat a, uh, another team with a winning record. Actually, the Bills 5-0-1 against the number in their last six on the road. I'm a little nervous, but like I said, that would be my teaser. My early teaser would be Detroit plus nine, Dallas minus one. The night game, New Orleans at Atlanta. Atlanta catching seven at home over under there is 49. I don't know. Someone figure this game out. New Orleans a messed up team. Parlay Kid and I know it. We both had them, New Orleans, just to beat, um, just to beat Carolina who looked like they were left for dead the week before. Um, and they really should have lost. If they had anyone normal kicking there, Harry, you would have won them that game as a kicker. That would have been it for Carolina. And then two weeks before <laughs> that, they lose to Atlanta at home. They have no offense whatsoever. Uh, now a revenge game against Atlanta looked good and then got smoked by Tampa Bay, a team New Orleans beat up two weeks ago. This is craziness. Brother Bry, you like Atlanta and the points. Yeah, I'm going to take Atlanta here, plus seven. The the line here seems a little bit too high, especially like on the road, short week, coming off a game where they really had to fight to beat the Panthers. So I, I don't know. It seems a little high. I feel like it should be more like six. Uh, but since Ryan's been on the Falcons, which is 2008, against the Saints at home, they've never lost by more than six points. If you were to look at it, uh, every game is six, three, 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 four. Like I think the last six games are all within six points. Wow. Falcons are five and one against the spread as home underdogs, which always seems to be a good play. So I think here, I know this. I know that we talk about the revenge game, this Falcons game coming off a bad loss at home. It's just, it, it's to me, this is just a weird game either way. So I feel more comfortable taking the points there. All right, Parlay Kid, you disagree with your brother, brother Brian? Yeah, I disagree here. So I think this is uh, one of these things where, you know, two and a half weeks ago. Uh, the Falcons, who were three and eight, beat a, a nine and two team in the Saints. Very rarely in the NFL will we see a bad team beat a good team twice. I, I can almost, I can guarantee, you can go back and look. Uh, I won't, but if anybody wants to, very rarely going to see a team that's going to win five games beat a team that's going to win twelve games twice during the season. Probably has mm-hmm. almost never happened in the NFL. So I'm banking on the Saints. Looking at this slightly as a revenge game, Falcons season is, they, they laid an egg against Tampa. They're, they're one and four at home this year. Um, the Dome's not going to mean anything. It's, it, playing at home in that game is not going to mean anything, Sal. Uh, you're going to have it's right. a late game. Fans loaded up on trip to fan. They're going to be a little, little lazy. 
Um, it's going to be a very weak home crowd. They don't care anymore. Uh, Falcons fans tend to check out uh, at this time of the year, uh, especially when they're three and eight. Saints dominate this game, cover the seven easily. All right. I'm going to go lean towards Brother Bry. I don't love this game, but I'll lean with Brother Bry here with the plus seven. Atlanta did beat them, uh, Saints, two weeks ago, but they lost this game on Thanksgiving last year. I think Matt Ryan has a, a biggish kind of game, and it's like 28-23 kind of game. Cleveland at Pittsburgh. Now, this is a good one. I couldn't believe the Browns opened up as a favorite one on the road at Pittsburgh. And now I look back, and it's it's three. It's two and a half. It's three. We're, we're catching a two and a half. Over-under is 40. I like this under. I don't think there's anything indicating the Steelers could score more than 14 points. Um, I do think the place will be rocking for Devlin Hodges. A lot of emotion in this game. I said earlier on locking in, they should play this game in a Best Buy on Black Friday because it's just going to be a war, and I don't think they're going to be worried about scoring points. I'd play the under here. I think eventually Freddie Kitchens, as bad as he is, he's going to figure out this offense. Jarvis Landry is heating up. It's a loser leaves town match for the Browns, but that doesn't mean they won't make the playoffs. I don't know who covers this game, but I like it under. Harry, you like it under also. Yeah, I mean, it's almost it's amazing. Pittsburgh is the sixth seed if the playoffs were to start today. I mean, this is an awful uh, rematch time already from that awful scene in Cleveland two weeks ago, and I'm talking about the Pittsburgh offense. They are awful. 28th in passing, 25th in rushing. They have been devastated, however, also by injury. It's just one running back after another. They've relied on their defense in the last two gritty wins, 16-10 to Cincy last week and 17-12 to the Rams. Uh, hoping at home they can man up and control defensively so they can uh, win field position, give their offense a little bit of chance to score some points and everything. Uh, Cleveland did look great last week, probably the best they've looked all season. But in this type of game, from what happened a couple weeks ago, unders the play. All right, Parley Kid, you dare take a side yeah. here. Good for you. Very yeah, brave. Well, why not? I, you know, why not? We, you know, kind of uh, don't want to. I want to stay away from the over unders really in some of these games. We'll give the people somebody to crit, you know critique me with here um look i just went i talked about the revenge game right so uh you would think maybe this is uh this is kind of the same thing here but i think the browns are finding their stride here a little bit uh kareem hunt is certainly adding a uh an element to this team um that uh, is uh, you know obviously very helpful in mayfield he can catch he can run but chubb i don't i just feel like right now uh, this offense is so far superior to Pittsburgh's offense that even if Pittsburgh's defense is on their game, I think they're just going to outscore them. This is going to be a field goal type of game. We're going to win by a field goal. Looking at like 20 to 17 here for the Browns. But I think if you get if you can get that uh, two and a half right there for the Browns rather than the, the minus three, take it. I think the Browns can just, they're going to put up some points right now. So let's right. roll with them. This is fun. I mean, it's like probably like the seventh best game on the slate and would have been 11th if not for the swinging helmet incident. But I'm uh, interested to see what happens here. All right. Sure. Hey, for those of you who like uh, the sound of Bill Simmons voice, listen for this. Hey, it's Bill Simmons. If you're in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, or Indiana, listen up. Something huge is coming your way. FanDuel knows nothing brings people together like points this Thanksgiving. FanDuel Sportsbook is running special promos on overbets all day long. 
They got a bunch of great promos to choose from. Here's my favorite. Double winnings on any single game over bet. You heard that right. Just bet the over on any or all the Thanksgiving Day games. Earn up to 50 bucks bonus for each one that hits. And if you're new to FanDuel, be sure to sign up with promo code REDDICK to get your first bet risk-free. Just place any bet and get refunded up to 500 bucks in site credit if you don't win. FanDuel.com slash over to see. That allows you to see the Thanksgiving Day promos. And if you're new, be sure to sign up with promo code ODDS to get your first bet risk-free. Must be 21 plus and present in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, or Indiana. Site credit non-withdrawable. Expires seven days after receipt. Terms and restrictions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net or in Indiana. Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. All right, we're back on Against the Odds. We are previewing nine NFL games. Nine, we usually do three and then put kick our feet up and say, hey, that's a day. We're doing nine because it's such a big week. Um, San Francisco at Baltimore. This was four and a half. It went to six. Uh, I guess you could still find it at five in some places. I don't know. I just can't bet against Baltimore. I make a list of teams I cannot bet on. There's plenty of those. But now in week 13, it's still early in the season. I'm not betting against Baltimore until mm. after February 2020. I mean, they are the most complete team. They beat the Seahawks. This is the last five weeks. Beat the Seahawks by 14, the Pats by 17, the Bengals, whatever, 36, the Texans 34, uh, and the Rams last night, 39. That was that, That's like one of the greatest runs in the last decade for a team. Lamar. I think he's stifling people who say he shouldn't be MVP. They don't like his style. He's already picking it up in the touchdown pass department. Five yesterday, 15 for 20, uh, another 95 rushing. Playing San Francisco. Garoppolo, this surprised me, 18 and three. I guess it shouldn't surprise me. 18 and three as a starter. 16 and three with the 49ers. Pretty damn good. It really is. And they've been dynamite since they were down 16 nothing. The Cardinals, that offense caught fire. This could be a Super Bowl preview. Brother Bry, who do you like? Well, I'm going to take San Francisco plus six because I just love the Ravens screwing me every week, um, <laughs> except that Cleveland game, I guess. But in this matchup, you have the Ravens who are like the wire. You have San Francisco who's like full house. <laughs> now, most people on paper would say this is a mismatch, but look, Danny Tanner's built up rage, raised three girls as a single dad. He has his in-laws living with him all the time. He's mad. What does this have to do with football? Absolutely nothing, but that's what Booger is going to tell you. And now it's stuck in my head and I'm just comparing football teams to TV shows. So there you go. Um, <laughs> I had to get that out of the way. Um, so, I'm going to get you a job on ESPN. Anyway, I, I think that's year, good enough. <laughs> <laughs> matchup of the year. Uh, it sucks that it's one one p.m. because in New York, I mean, we're gonna, I'm gonna be able to watch it. But if you're a Giant fan, you're not gonna be able to watch this game, right? Right. Um, I believe not. So that's gonna stink. But I feel like six points here is a lot. I probably would, if this was four and a half, five, I would have jumped on the Ravens. Um, I don't know. It just seemed like the Ravens won the Super Bowl last night. That's how everybody was acting. It's Monday. It's a short week for them. They're traveling back east. I know uh, this is a 10 a.m. game for the for the 49ers, but in this game, I think 49ers D is going to look to prove, I mean, maybe they'll be the first team to, to shut uh, Lamar down, but I think six to me just seems like it's way too much. Yeah, it might be too much. I, I wonder if we're going to see like a 13-7 type game. Like, ah, oh, we don't see the best of it. We just see both these defenses. By the way, in that stretch I mentioned, that five-game stretch for Baltimore, they've allowed 12 and a half points a game. Their defense, nobody talks about their defense. 
just as dynamite. They they just jump on your throat, and that's it. And Lamar does his thing. Parlay kid, you're taking the Ravens. You don't think the market's overcorrected itself yet? Um, yeah, I guess not. Uh, like you said, I mean, can you bet against this team? Uh, they're five and zero against their spread on their last five. They're on a roll. Uh, but give San Francisco credit. I think they they look like a complete football team the other night as well against Green Bay. Uh, you know, West to East is never really good. I mean, see the Raiders versus Jets, obviously. Uh, wow. And I think we could kind of get a little bit of that, a little let down here for the 49ers. Uh, the, you, you just see the confidence that the Ravens team is playing with. I think they feel like they can score at any time. Their defense has gotten better and better as the year has gotten on. Uh, the 49ers are 3-12 and 12 in the last 15 straight up on the East Coast. Uh, Lamar is I think he's got, is he the MVP favorite right now? Is he past Russell? Lamar's a favorite. I've seen him minus 300 in some areas, but you can get him minus 200 also. Yeah. Okay. I mean, wow. Uh, He should be, I guess. So uh, you can only hope to contain the guy. Uh, Ravens are going to, I think, I think the 49ers have a little bit of a letdown week this week. Ravens just keep it rolling because they're at home. I think they cover this. They went by a touchdown. Um, San Francisco will be game for a while, but. Lamar just uh, can't be yeah. stopped right now. So let's let's take them. All right, let's move on to uh, Brother Bry's favorite team. We talked about Oakland. They laid an egg in uh, the Jets. Made me feel better about the Cowboys' loss to the Jets. Maybe the Jets are a little, little life in them now. Uh, they travel to KC. It's coming off a bye. Chiefs are minus 10. Boy, that's a big number. 51 and a half is the over-under. Raiders, like I said, desperate for a win. They could have been 7-4 and four. had they beaten the Jets. They were favored. Now they... The, the Chiefs thumped them 28-10 back in September um, and then beat up a bad Chargers team before going on a bye. 10 seems like a lot for a team that's allowed 1,600 yards rushing. Um, this was interesting to me. The Chiefs have 34 touchdowns. Their opponents have 30 touchdowns. It's very close. I don't know why I thought it would be much more lopsided. But, Brother Bry, you do not have any faith in your team, not even to cover the spread. <laughs> I know. I feel bad here. Um Look, this line might go to the way it's trending. It might go to nine and a half. Uh, I'm, look, I'm pleased with the Raiders' season so far. I wasn't expecting a ton. I see a path for their future. Unfortunately, I just don't know how defensively we stop a healthy Mahomes and the Chiefs coming up. I mean, if Raiders fans know, if you've, you've looked at our defense the last few years, there's times where our defense is just non-existent. Um, it seemed that way against the Jets. It seemed that way a few different times this season. We've had a lot of injuries in the secondary and the linebacking core. So, so I just don't know how we're going to stop them. I think we're going to put up points, but I just feel like the Chiefs are going to get the 35 here. Look, if if you're not comfortable with the 10, I would also maybe look at, uh, I think the over for the Chiefs in this game is about 30 and a half. So I'd maybe look at the over there too. But also Andy Reid, 17 and three coming off a of bye. They've had plenty of time to prepare. They didn't actually, even though they beat the crap out of the Raiders score-wise the last time, that was they played well in the second quarter, but they didn't even play that well during the game. I know what you're saying with the the Raiders should be able to run on them, but I think they just get behind early, and uh, hopefully this isn't a trend for the Raiders. But uh, this is going to be a tough one for them this week. All right, Ra- your Raiders though eight and one against spread last nine following a straight up loss. Yeah. But if this makes you feel any better, four twelve and one against spread their last seventeen road games versus a team with a winning record. So something's so got to rever- give. Harry. Reverse jinx. I got to reverse. There jinx. you go. Harry, you're on Brother Bryce's side, kind of, betting against his team. 
Yeah, uh, Kansas City minus a 10. Kansas City's second in the NFL in passing yards, third in total yards per game. They've had a couple of extra days off to make sure Mahomes is back to officially 100%. Uh, talked about the debacle in New York last week for Oakland. They were never in the game. Uh, KC uh, scored four touchdowns in their first meeting uh, in the second quarter against Oakland. Like Brian said, they did play tough in the second half in that game. There's actually no points, but KC really needs to have this game here. They got, they're got they in New England next week. Um, and Sorry, Brian, but I don't know. Raiders may not be that good overall. They're 3-2 and two in the last five, but easily, easily could have lost all five. Um, KC gets back into things at home at Arrowhead. They're all in this game by 14. All right, Brian, you take any offense to Harry saying that? We were at one of those games. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Like, that was, that was just a weird game, the Chargers game, because they're... They, they could have lost that game very easily. Stand, but I just I just don't trust them yet. They're just still a little too young. Give me a, give me another year or two, and I'll be a little bit more positive. Harry, your Giants could have easily lost their last five, and they easily did, so there you go. Everyone's <laughs> even. Uh, Tennessee at Indianapolis. I don't know. Am I becoming a fan of the AFC South? I, I didn't want to see any any more AFC South games. And that Thursday game got me intrigued a little. And Tennessee, I just feel like it's like Derrick Henry season. Here he goes. You're going to see like a bunch of 40-yard runs coming up. Indy's favored at home by three, 43-and-a-half is the over-under. Um, I watched this Tennessee. The Tannehill looks like he's running in slow motion, but making big plays. And then the Colts are interesting too. They controlled that game all Thursday and Texans and they came up short. Frank Reich made some interesting calls. Uh, the trends are against the Titans here. They're one and seven. In their last eight on the road versus the Colts against the spread four and 15 in their last 19 on the road in December um, four, 14 and one against the spread four, 15 straight up. But Parlay Kid, you like the home favorite. Yeah, so just to add on to that, the Titans are uh thirteen and uh three and thirteen against the spread in the last uh division games on the road, in the last sixteen division games on the road. So they don't play well on the road. Hmm. Uh Tannehill has been a revelation. I uh, you know, so I'll give him some credit. I can't believe this team has the same the Titans have the same record as the Cowboys, hard to believe. I think this is a big bounce back week. For Coach Frank Reich, I think he was brutal the other night. I don't think he's really getting hammered as much as he should for his performance the other night. I thought he did a, a terrible job, especially late in the game there for the Colts. I think he has his team primed and ready to go. Uh, the Colts are a solid team. I think the Titans come down to earth. We've seen this with the Titans before where they can reel off a couple wins in a row and you think, wow, the Titans – and then they just come out and lay a complete egg. I think that's what's going to happen this week. I think the Colts are going to uh, run the ball down their throats. Uh, they're going to out-physical them uh, where they can, and uh, they cover this uh, this three-point show. Bri, I think, I think I like Tennessee here, and I think your game against them next week, Raiders-Tennessee, decides the sixth slot. You like Tennessee this week also. Yeah, I like Tennessee plus three because, like you were saying, the AFC South to me it's a hard division just to predict week in and week out. So if you're going to get points here, I feel like it's just the smart thing to take the points. Uh, as you were saying, I mean, Tannehill's looked great at times. I mean, the funny thing is, you were saying about his speed, it's funny because like he does look. There's times where he's shifty, but he does look so. Although he was a wide receiver originally in college, so it's, it's funny. So there was always, I guess, mm-hmm. that maybe just sneaky speed that he has, but. Uh, like I said, the Titans' offenses look great. 
They're four and one against the spread the last five. I just get the sense that this is going to be a close game in the low twenties, like the AFC South games always are. It comes down to the end of the game, in the last few minutes. So in that case, in that scenario, I just feel much more comfortable getting the three points. Yeah, should be a good one. God, there's so many good ones. All right, New England at Houston Sunday night. You know, it's hard to ever believe Belichick or the injury report, but we've seen enough of Brady to think that maybe there's something wrong with his elbow. Now, it was raining. It was cold, whatever, against the Cowboys. So he's not going to be as crisp as maybe he normally is. But different kind of overthrows, different kind of underthrows, different like they're flying into the turf. Edelman like doesn't have a chance for some of this. But this is where they want to get you, right? Only three on the road. They've covered five of the last seven games. That defense, we know all about it. They've allowed 14 or fewer in 10 of 11 games this year. Um, Houston has trouble with this team. They've allowed 23 or more points in every game they played versus the Patriots. I think they're 1-10 in in 11. Houston needs it more, so I think it's a stay away. Harry, you had, uh, well, you sent me Houston over. Uh, You sent me the over in this game. I'm looking at the uh, text now, but you like New England now. Yeah, I do like New England. Uh, Pats have history on their side versus Houston, like you said. About four straight years, they've beat the Texans uh, in big games. Seems like the Houston offense seems to sputter. They were fortunate to win last week versus Indy, and they looked the worst they have looked all year the week before against Baltimore. Um, Sony Michelle seemed to get the uh, – he had almost 100 yards last week. He seemed to get rolling uh, and get the Pats running game rolling. And uh, how about my guy, Nikhil Harry? Keel Harry, only touchdown of the game last year or last week. He's finally emerged for the Patriots. He might be able, might be a weapon down the stretch for them too. And uh, Sal, I don't know if you guys, this number, Sal, you meant minus three does look a bit trappy and a bit small, but so didn't uh, the Ravens game against the Rams last night. And look what happened. So uh, mm-hmm. Patriots by three, they have history on their side against Houston. The narrative right now is that the Patriots can't score points. They're lucky to be 10-1. and one. That's how I feel the Sharps are playing this thing. So maybe. I don't think it goes past three, three-and-a-half. Uh, uh, Parley Kid, Harry mentioned his namesake, Nikhil Pushoff, Harry. Yeah. Very uh, very <laughs> instrumental. That is a weapon. You're right. That's a yeah. weapon when you get, get to push off, and they don't call it one yeah. of many uh, flaws in the sure. refereeing that game. But you like Houston, right? Yeah, I mean, look, if I have to take somebody here, Sal, I mean, I again, um, you know, would I would I put a lot of money on this? Probably not. Uh, but at the same time, uh, maybe the Patriots don't really need this game. I know they got the Ravens, you know, breathing down their uh, their necks right here for uh, home field throughout. But uh, I could see the Patriots. Um, you know, their offense has sputtered. Sal really has sputtered. I mean. I think as soon as we say that, I think there could be a game, a week here where they kind of just bounce back and all of a sudden Brady's throwing the ball 50 times and they look great. I don't think that's going to happen yet. I think the Sean, look, Texans are due against the Patriots. They're due to play a pretty good game against them. They, this, they're in desperation mode. They need this a lot more than the Pats. I'll take the three points here. I wish it was a little bit more. I feel a lot more comfortable with even just, you know, uh, three and a half or four. Uh, but let's take Houston with the uh, the plus three right there. They are, they are so- ten and three. They are ten and three straight up in their last thirteen at home. They're a pretty good yeah. home team. Uh, so let's 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 take. Them. Yeah, I just wish I had more. Con- Deshaun Watson, in a way, is one of the more frustrating quarterbacks out there. Right? You expect big numbers every game. When he could hit a, a on a dime, he could hit like a, a fifty yard route yeah. to Fuller or Hopkins, Great and then he has thrower, trouble right. with the underneath stuff against like Fells yeah. and. 
I just don't know how that translates against Gilmore, who right now I think is the favorite to win defensive player of the year. Does he have like six picks? McCordy, Collins right there. They're just machines on defense. Um, So I don't know what to think. I think more or less this is a stay away. Just enjoy it Sunday night. But you can't can't just do that, right? So I would take New England minus the three. Uh, Minnesota, Seattle, Monday night. Uh, the Seahawks are close to being my second team that I want to bet against for the rest of the year. They're very close. They've won nine of 11. Um, they're eight and one in one score games, five, five of those on the road. They've won all five actually on the road in one score games. I, I was like, Oh, this Pete Carroll, they're all lucky. No, I think, I think they got it. I think they have it figured out. Uh, the Vikings have figured out too, though. Six of the last seven. I would be very surprised if these two didn't make the playoffs. I have them as wild cards right now, but maybe one of them could still, steal their division brother bry you have the visiting vikings plus three yeah i have the vikings plus three so i mean we we all think and we're just pretty sure this game is going to be real close right huge implications for this for both teams there's a chance they could get a bye they could they could fall to the sixth spot if they lose this game but again we we say it week in week out i know that that philly game is a little bit different but the Seattle games are all close, especially when they play really good teams. Every game is really close. It's hard to lay the points when you're when you're with Seattle here. They're one and five against the spread as home favorites their last six. Uh, they're two of the best teams running the ball and also two of the best teams defending the ball. So I don't know how much scoring we're going to see necessarily in this game, but it's again, this is going to be one of those games. Like we say every time we talk about them, it's going to come down to the last possession or the possession inside four minutes and whether or not. Russell can lead them to a touchdown or if he turns the ball over some, something in the last four minutes. But again, when that's, when that's the case, I always side with, with taking the points there because at least you're going to be in it until the end. Uh, I just feel like the three is three is the smart plan. Harry, you don't disagree. No, I'm on Minnesota as well. I mean, I, I have them, uh, I have a bet on them to win the Super Bowl. I'm all in on the Vikings. I'm all in. On Kirk Cousins, I uh, got the proverbial monkey off his back in Dallas a few Sundays ago with a win in a big-time game. That line is awesome this year, uh, undeniable. 21 touchdowns, only three picks. Uh, this uh, team, I said weeks ago on the show, are going to win the North. I thought that Green Bay is kind of phony. Uh, they looked awful again on national television. Uh, Dalvin Cook is a beast. He's almost 1,500 yards combined. Uh, Russell Wilson has been fantastic. But Seattle's two losses have come at home. And coming off emotional, hard-hitting games versus San Fran and Philly, and Cousins here really could take advantage of the 29th-ranked pass defense in the league. They've got weapons all over the place on offense, Minnesota. I think Minnesota wins this game, and Seattle loses the third game at home this season. Mm. All right, well, I'll take Seattle. It's funny, Seattle beat the Bengals by a point in the first game of the year. I had them in a crazy money line parlay. I had them as my uh, suicide picks. I remember, can, can you imagine... Cincinnati didn't sniff a win the whole rest of the season as of now, and Seattle's just on a freaking tear. Unbelievable. In that game, Cincinnati outgained them by 320 yards. They had like 140 yards or something, Seattle. Something crazy yeah. on that. I remember the total yards. Yeah. I would take them money line here. I don't want to deal with the points because they win every game by one or two points. So I would go Seattle money line. Jim Cunningham, I, I asked, I said, do you want to chime in on any of these? He's like, do the first eight games. Uh, I'm going to eat my uh, 7-Eleven hot dog and I'll I'll jump in on Seattle, Minnesota. What do you have to say about this? Well, I agree with Harry that Kirk Cousins has been playing out of his mind, but that just means Kirk Cousins due to become Kirk Cousins again. So I I like Seattle as well. 
Um, it wasn't long ago. I mean, Russell Wilson's still an MVP candidate, unlike uh, Matthew Stafford, who we talked about a little while ago. So, <laughs> yep, I, thought, I like Seattle. I threw as that well. out there. I took a shot. Yeah, <laughs> down the toilet. I forgot about that. Well, brother Bright. Either way, it'll be uh, it'll be entertaining. As Booger is um, still has a job in the broadcast booth, right? You, the- well, I hope he I hope he has one forever because it's just I love. I mean, I I am glued to the. I do not leave. I just I have the game on. I I even when it's a blowout like last night, I just kept it on because it's like I I have to hear what he says <laughs> next. You know. Just, yes, because you run guys. a burner account. You have, of course you have. To. <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense. All right, we did it. Nine games. That wasn't bad. Forty minutes. How the hell did we do that? Uh, that brings us to our sponsored segment, Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. Each week, the degenerate trifecta and I set sail tackling pretend propositions related to sports and pop culture events. If you're listening to this, it's probably Thanksgiving or uh, maybe the day after, maybe the day before. Either way, we know that Thanksgiving is the biggest travel day of the year. I discussed this with the captain himself, and he said, oh, travel. That's interesting. Why don't you guys talk over which NBA player did the most traveling in his career? which is interesting because they keep stats on this, but we are going to analyze it from who should have been called for most travels, right? That's how we're looking at it. James Harden's a favorite at three to one. Reggie Miller, nine to two. Carmelo Anthony, five to one. Dirk Nowitzki, nine to one. DeMarcus Cousins gets called for a ton of them, 10 to one. And the field at five to two. Parlay Kid, let's start with you. Sal, the old travel call. Uh, You know, just coming from a high school game right now, uh, right before this podcast, I could tell you, they call it so much tighter at a high school level, uh, at a, even at a CYO level, uh, than they do in the pros. I, oh, the sure. travel call, the travel call has led to my few technicals in my coaching career, because I always get under the ref's skin when I say they don't call this in the NBA, and, the, and then the refs always come back at me with. This isn't the NBA coach. We call it the right way. And then I come back with, you're telling me you're better than an NBA ref? Are you <laughs> kidding me? And then we go back. And then I usually get teed up right around there because, they, you know, I've, I've crossed the line. But it is amazing. It is true how much tighter they call it. Uh, I think this, this, look, three to one Harden. I mean, there's so much video evidence. Uh, the NBA has changed their rules. and But just watch the games. I mean, he's gotten away with, uh, you know, more than an extra step. Sometimes an extra two or three steps at three to one. Harden is the easy take right here. All right. I have to say, Paul, I think I'm siding with the high school refs to get you here because it's still an educational process at this point. <laughs> NBA, you can't teach these guys anymore. They're going to run around no matter what. And you have to sell tickets. So let four or five, six steps go so that he could, uh, that he could dish it out in the corner for the corner three, which everybody loves. It just makes the NBA so great. Um, Harry, what do you like? Yeah, I'm going to go field here. I'm going to go the big Aristotle. I'm going to take Shaquille O'Neal. Uh, hmm. He played over 1,200 games. He, I couldn't get the exact number of travels, but he had over 3,300 turnovers. He was such a monster down low. Uh, he couldn't help but take three steps. Uh, him taking three steps and not getting called for it was the norm when he was playing for the Lakers. Um, so Shaquille O'Neal is my pick here. But uh, this year, I did look up the stat, though, that for this year, as of right now, uh, who has the most travels in the league, and it's the Greek freak, and he's he's ahead by a lot um, in terms of uh, gets called for half a travel a game, which uh, is 
Darren's at Harden. Harden's only at .08 travels per game. So uh, it's the Greek freak this year, way ahead of uh, in second place is Carl Anthony Towns and uh, Joel Embiid at .3%. But at point at .5%, it's the Greek freak leading the league this year. All right. No, I know. I, I get. But I, this isn't like what who's called for. Like Reggie Miller had a zillion travels that right. weren't called. And especially the shots that killed the Knicks. Same thing. However, he needed to get to his spot. Uh, you like Shaq. I don't think Shaq took three steps. I think he just shuffled around down there a lot because uh, yeah. he couldn't help it. But oh, I know what you're saying. Uh, Brother Bry, who's who's the bigger biggest defender of traveling? Yeah, well, let me say, if I'm I'm listening on this line, I'm hearing Darren, I could hear his voice go a little bit, but man, Darren sounded just like Dickie, uh, Dick Vitale there when I was listening to him. <laughs> kind of amazing. I'm going to have to play that back. And listen to that. <laughs> um, but I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go Harden as well. And the reason I'm going to go Harden is because I'm, I'm, I'm constantly, for whatever reason, the Rockets always seem, I mean, granted, there's a reason they're on, but I'm always watching them. And my nine-year-old daughter will sit down next to me and she, she kind of likes Harden a little bit, and she always asks me. She'll be like, "Dad, isn't he traveling?" And she's nine years old, and I'm like, "Isn't he traveling?" And I'm like, "I I don't know. Like, I think he is, but I'm not really sure. Like, it's they say it's two steps, even though it looks like six, but like I don't even know. Like, yeah, when you're explaining this, kids, I don't I don't know what I'm supposed to tell her or any little kid because yeah, he's definitely traveling. Out, or I don't know. There's different rules, I guess, in the NBA, but. Uh, it's got to be Harden for me. Yeah, I'm with you. I say Harden, and uh, maybe a lot of it has to do with because I have the Greek freak who also gets called for a lot. Uh, I feel like he gets called more when he doesn't need to, but at least he's a, a gigantic man who uh, can't maybe control himself down in the paint. Harden really goes out of his way to travel. He invents new moves every every you see it in any new season. He has, right. oh, look at this. Oh, Oh, wow, that's great. That looks like a travel, too, that they'll never call. He now knows what he could get out of the way. Like when he's backing up, pretending to be fouled on a shot, he's already taken three, three steps. It's uh, it's criminal to me. Um, he's revolutionized the game in the way it's called. Parley kid, I think you're going to be screaming in high school refs for a long time because of uh, James Harden <laughs> and what he's done at the pro level. Jim Cunningham, who do you have? Uh, as usual, I think I misunderstood the question, but um, I'm looking off the board. I liked. Drew Gooden, who played for 10 teams in 13 years, and he was traded six <laughs> times. But then I saw Chucky Brown and Jimmy Jackson both played for 12 teams each. But I'm, <laughs> I'm going to settle on Sean Kemp, who played for four teams over 13 years. But he had seven kids with six women. So between birthdays, diaper runs, and meeting with his lawyers, he's had to have traveled the most. All right, that's a lot of math to do. Third, four teams, 13, seven kids, 13 women. <laughs> that's another week of Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. No matter how you live like a captain, Captain Morgan reminds you to please drink responsibly. Captain's orders. All right, best bets, sharp tank. Let's do it. These guys pitch me their bet. I buy one of them and only one of them, even if I like all three or if I don't like any of the three. Jim Cunningham has his $2 million pick to follow. We've had two winners. We had one loser. Mr. Uh, Mr. Gold Nugget, you want to start us off? Coming off a loss. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Let's go with uh, let's go to college. Game's on Friday. I'm going to take the Memphis Tigers at home, minus 11.5 against Cincinnati. But Cincinnati has pulled out wins in three of the last four games by a combined total of only eight points. Two of those wins were against teams that won't be bowling this year, East Carolina and South Florida. Memphis is coming off last week a win of South Florida by 39 points. 
Cincinnati quarterback Desmond Ryder in the last two weeks has just a total of 140 yards passing while completing only nine passes in each game and posting a completion rate of just 44%, and no receiver had had more than two receptions in either game. Memphis has beaten Cincinnati three straight times, and their last meeting they buried the Bearcats by 27 points. Cincinnati has already clinched the Eastern Division of the American Conference. Memphis has not clinched the West, so there's a lot on the line for the Tigers here. The Tigers are also 17th in total yards in the NCAA. They scored 42 or more points in each of its last five wins. Quarterback Brady White has over 3,000 yards, and running back Kenny Gainwell has almost 800 yards combined. This explosive offense, Memphis wins this game going away with Cincinnati not really needing it. They win this game by 24. Wow. Okay. Memphis over Cincinnati. Big rivalry there by 24. All right, Brother Bry, um, you're picking the Ohio State game again. You, you uh, picked against them last week. You like them this week. Yeah, I mean, I like to take the the big games here. A uh, little bit more fun to root for, but yeah, I, I won against Ohio. Is that State a knock on Harry? Is that not a big enough game for you, Memphis, Cincinnati? And Cincinnati well, you know, doesn't even I, need it. That's not a big name. People are going to complain, like, yeah, I'm not going to touch that game. I have no idea what's going on there. They're going to want it. They're going to want to touch this game. There's a few real good games this weekend that they're going to want to touch. Not not Harry's for sure. But right. You can go with <laughs> Harry. Top 25 teams. Top 25 teams. <laughs> I mean, you can go with Harry. Just. Go with all of Harry's other picks. Just don't take his best bets. That's fine. Not, not here. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I know, won two in a row before that last week. <laughs> well, it was a bad run before that. But we yeah, won. you're right. You're right. <laughs> Let Brian speak. Uh, so, yeah. So I like. Yeah, I like jumping back on Ohio State here. I I love Penn State getting the 18 last last week. And like I said before, there was a chance that that game was definitely going to be a blowout before those turnovers. Michigan has played. It's really it's funny because Michigan, since that second half of the Penn State game when they were down big, has played really well. Um, you know, because even games against Indiana, especially in the second half, they've looked really good against some of these teams. Uh, but this is a whole new level for them. It's funny because I think I feel like there's more pressure on Michigan right in this game than there actually is on Ohio State, which shouldn't be the case because really Ohio State's the only one playing for the playoff at this point in time. Mm-hmm. But I just don't trust Harbaugh or Michigan. I it's funny, I always grew up as a kid as a Michigan, huge Michigan fan, but watching them so much, I just don't trust them in this spot. <laughs> Ohio State, 8-2 uh, and two against the spread last 10 in conference, 5-2 and two against the spread last 7 at Michigan. So I think 9.5 is a good number. Um, who knows? I'd probably jump on this 9.5 before it goes to 10, um, and I think they win relatively. All right. Biggest game of the week. can be seen on Fox, Ohio State, Michigan. Brother Bry likes Ohio State laying nine and a half. All right, Paul, I kid, you have something uh, Thanksgiving in store for us, right? Yeah. Well, listen, um, let's take, uh, let's win on Thursday, get it over with, right? And then just enjoy, you know, the next mm-hmm. few days. So let's, uh, and I already talked about these teams, so I'm not going to, I'm just going to tell you what it is. I'm taking the two team tees, taking the Cowboys and the Saints. Both uh, will be giving a point at this point. Uh, but it, I think in uh, a day that could come down a little bit if you want to wait on it. But uh, let's say they're both uh, minus seven. You basically have the Cowboys minus one, Saints minus one. Uh, they both win, and you feel really good uh, on Thanksgiving. And uh, so let's uh, let's take that. All right. Uh, Harry, I like all your reasoning for Memphis, but I just think there are bigger games that I want to deal with right now. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll bet that, and then I'll forget that I bet that. But. I, I do like your reasoning. I do like your breakdown. I know Cincinnati doesn't need it as much. 
Uh, Bri, Ohio State minus nine and a half. I do, I think Michigan, you're right. Since that Penn State game, they've scored 42 points a game. I talked about this on Lock It In. I also feel like Michigan fans, I talked to a couple this week, and they, they're just, it's no longer we have to beat Ohio State. I just think they don't want to be embarrassed anymore. I feel like if they lost by three or six, Jim Harbaugh would get like a, a seven-year extension or something like that. I don't, I don't know. I just think they're just tired true. of getting beat down. Michigan's played really good defense lately. If you watch, um, they may be able to stifle. Ohio State showed some cracks. They turned the ball over, as you know, Bri. They, all of a sudden, they let Penn State back in that game. I see the same kind of thing in a game that they don't absolutely need to win by two, three touchdowns. I kind of like Michigan there. Polly kid, I'm going to go with you only because I know I'm going to have this teaser somewhere on Thursday. I just know it. Uh, maybe sure. three teams, but I'll have the Cowboys. I'll need them to win. I'll need the Saints to win. Uh, let's please pray that at least the first half of that happens. So, Polly kid, I'm going with you. This week is sharp yeah. 10. Cowboys minus one, Saints minus one, two team. Six-point teaser. All right, Jim, this is the moment everyone's been waiting for. Yeah. This is the $2 million 7-Eleven hot dog game of the week. What are you picking? I like the Jets in Cincinnati. Give me three and a half points. Um, Sam Darnold is back, or he's here, or arrived, I guess. I don't know if he was ever here. But um, I don't know if you saw in the news, but he was like out, wasted. He was drunk at a club, making out with girls, spreading mono around. It's fantastic. (laughs) He's back, baby. And that's it. So usually I, I see a little uh, little pattern here. You go with or against the New York teams. You like Jets minus three and a half. Andy Dalton starting that game. That doesn't that doesn't bother you? Oh, I didn't know that. Never mind. Can- <laughs> you cancel everything. It? Cancel everything. We got to redo the episode. <laughs> no, no, no. We're good. You're locked in. When, when it's this much money, we have to lock in as soon as the, uh, exactly. the words come out of your mouth. Jets minus three and a half. All right. That's Jim's two million dollar pick. Uh, boys, what are the Thanksgiving plans? Harry, let's start with you. You going to Utah with the, with the, uh, girlfriend? Well, I'm supposed to be going, uh, the weather looks to be awful in Utah, major <laughs> snowstorms, uh, for odd shark. I'm doing a special Thanksgiving day edition of guys and bets where I do a wing challenge, uh, from a bar. <laughs> I'm supposed to do the over under is 39, uh, oh. based on the bears. Uh, bears lions game. So I'm trying to, to go over 39 on wings. We're going to be Skyping that. But I'm supposed to be doing that from Utah, but now I think I'm going to do it from Phoenix, and I'm going to go to Utah later on Thursday. So uh, it's kind of crazy. So uh, I got that going on. Um, uh, So, yeah, uh, that's going to be wild. Also, this past week, I did finally, finally prevail on that 16 parlay I sent you, Sal. A little over $700. Not too shabby. That was pretty good. Should have been 17. Pretty good. Yeah, so maybe I can get hot again. There you go. Yeah, you did win six. It was actually pretty easy, I think, as I was looking it over, right? Yeah, and I meant to put navy. I was half asleep when I t- when I t- when I uh, when I put it in, and uh, I forgot to put navy in on their money line. Oh, how Plus do you not have navy on me there? That shouldn't. Have. Yeah, oh, I know. Um, <laughs> would have been that one out though. They shouldn't. Darren kept telling me they should have lost. You were lucky. You were lucky, but that would have been a seventeen. Or would be more, more importantly, are you? Uh, is is this flight refundable in case you don't survive this wing challenge? Because there's a decent possibility nowadays. Oh, she works for an airline, so I fly free with her. Uh, okay, you fly free. All right. 39 nice. wings in how long? Uh, it's a, about 20 to 30 minutes off and on. We're going to be Skyping it. So I got that like 20, 20 to 30 minutes to do. Uh, what the hell does that mean, 20 or 30 do? minutes? That's, yeah, that's that, there's no rules? They haven't officially given me a time yet. 39? Are you going to be really close to the camera, Harry? What's that? 
Are you going to be really close to the camera? Do we have to see? Like, do you so close up while you're in? Uh, one yeah. can only hope. Give watch. us a break. Uh, all right, Brother Bry, what's going on with you? Uh, yeah, we just go to our brother. We go to Brother Keith's house for Thanksgiving. It's one of my favorite, uh, well, maybe my favorite holiday. I love it because uh, Keith has this chalkboard wall, and I just draw penises all day long <laughs> on his wall or just family members having sex with other family members. It gets really funny. Uh, by the end of the night, I have all the kids coming to look at it, so it's a, it's, a, it's usually a good time. That's interesting. All right, Paulie kid, you'll be part of the uh, penis drawing festivities. Oh yeah, well no, uh, yeah no, I, I stay away from that. But it is, what as Brian just said is true. That happens the whole day, the whole time we're there. It's a weird vibe, and uh, you know, which I just try to stick to the football and the Cowboys. Usually, the Cowboys make us a little bit miserable on Thanksgiving, so. Uh, you know, I, I can't, you know, it's not, sometimes I just can't celebrate the way I'd like to. Um, yeah. Got to see a great high school basketball game today. This kid, Josh Fenner on our team, 44 points today and a, and a win. Kid has uh, got a gift for scoring. Nice. Um, so congratulations to John Glenn. My son, Matty, was able to drop six points today in his first varsity there game. There you go, so, Matty. A couple threes. All right. Dropped about six points in about five minutes of playing time. So a uh, couple threes off the bench. So great job by them. And, Hell, how about the Dayton Flyers? They're up 49-31 on Virginia Tech at the half in this Maui Invitational. Getting some love from Peyton Titus. Uh, they have a player named Obi Toppin from Ossining, New York. Brian knows that area pretty well. Big basketball town. It's Most town underrated right to player in the country. Uh, you're hearing that now here early. Dayton's going to be in a Sweet 16 team this year. And uh, so I'd like to say I'm very thankful for all of our listeners. Uh, thanks yeah. for listening, everybody. We appreciate you. We really do. We really do. I don't know if Jim appreciates you. He doesn't, you know, yeah. he doesn't take Thanksgiving seriously, obviously. But uh, I should say at the brother Brian for Brian, at the chalk talker for Darren, the parlay kid. And Jim, you got eyes for ones and all sorts of stuff, right? Yep. Ones for eyes, but same thing. And apparently I'm doing the most normal thing on Thanksgiving, which is eating seven yeah, dog so. in my car. Yeah. <laughs> No penis I felt bad before until machine, I heard right? about their plans. Now I feel much better about myself. <laughs> <laughs> all right. There you go. And I'm uh, I'm backing up the parlay kid here. Thank you. I want you all to have a happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for listening all year. And uh, be safe and be kind to your family. That'll do it for another episode of Against All Odds. Lock it in on FS1, 430 to 530 East. And, well, we're done Wednesday. So watch next week. And watch Jimmy Kimmel Live, 1135 tonight, every weeknight at ABC. That's that. For the Degenerate Trifecta, I'm Sal, saying so long, happy Thanksgiving, and happy handicapping. Nah, 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 nah.